Digital Consciousness Radio, where we aspire, we desire, we conspire and delight in the delicious words of human awareness, driving it deep into the hearts of every being, whether it be in our business lives, our personal lives, or even our conscious lives, and perhaps giving you a hmm moment just makes you stop and think about the world that it is that we live in today. Digital Consciousness Radio, digitally enhancing humanity. Hey guys, welcome to today's segment of Digital Consciousness TV. Now I have had the absolute pleasure of interviewing the beautiful Alexi Panos and the lovely Preston Smiles. Now these two individually in their own right are YouTube sensations. They've created a massive online following uh, of just wonderful inspirational and transformational messages that they share with the world. Now they're international speakers, they're coaches, they're um, authors, everything you know they are fantastic and they have come together as an amazing couple um, to create the bridge experience and this is a two-day transformational experience that they're sharing and they're actually bringing it to Australia and New Zealand so click on some of the links below to find out where they will be in your state uh, and they're also going to be appearing as our speakers at uh, Secrets in the Garden as well in Perth so again those links will be provided below so today I wanted to talk to them about relationships. I wanted to ask them everything I could about relationships and, and really delve into some topics around souls, twin flames, do we mate for life, what their opinion is on the divorce rate, what they think about uh, you know the instinctual aspect of, of being human and also how we how we protect the soul's integrity or where we're coming from fear or all those kinds of things. So it was a, it's a wonderful interview with them and it gives you a little bit of a snapshot of the insight of their wisdom, their learning, their knowledge over the past 10 years in some of the areas like uh, human potential positive psychology, NLP, ontology of language and, uh, and esoteric wisdom. So they are certainly an amazing couple combined, amazing individually. Um, so please enjoy the interview and uh, let me know what you think. Until then, keep digitally conscious. Peace. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much, uh, Preston and Alexi, for joining us on Digital Consciousness TV. It's so great to have you here with us. For sure. We're happy to be here. <laughs> now, for people that don't know who you are, that uh, we, you guys are coming to Australia, and I'm so excited. If you haven't seen uh, the last interview I did, guys, with um, Preston, please hop on and, and have a look at that. Um, but, yeah, let, let people know, um, you know, where did you guys start and how did you – I mean, individually, you guys are – like powerhouses on your own right you just you've got your own you've got your own things that you've got to doing and then it's like to combine it it's just like boo. so um yeah so i'd love to learn uh, for people who who maybe don't know you and you're coming to australia to just give them your um both your individually your stories and then how you've come together to be here today sure well um yeah i guess i'll start so super duper long story short, um, I got into this space out of a career of entertainment and I was modeling and television hosting and doing really well and had a really successful time in that industry. But I had reached the top of that mountain and had that depression of success set in where I'm like, wait a second, this is supposed to make me happy. This was supposed to be my answer for everything. And when I realized that I wasn't living my life on purpose, as who I truly was and what I really cared about and in service, I had to just reevaluate everything. And here I am, five years later, fully in it, transformation work, personal development work, workshops, speaking, 
um, books, everything. And it's, mm-hmm. it's truly my heart's calling and my heart's passion. And now that I've joined forces with this guy, <laughs> it feels unstoppable. So we, <laughs> we just have so much fun. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my boo. <laughs> just in case you guys were wondering. Um, yeah, we spoke about this last time, but, um, one of the reasons why I am where I am and am doing this work is because I was, you know, in some sense of the word, the exact opposite for quite a bit of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was a very angry, um, programmed, conditioned young man. And um, because I've uh, seen and felt and tasted the freedom that I have, I feel like it's my duty to, to you know, serve humanity in the best way possible mm-hmm. um, through my love and, you know, through workshops with with this one and uh, writing, speaking, videos, whatever we can do to raise the bar for humanity. Mm, yeah, beautiful. And and so we'll talk about the Bridge Method, which is an amazing um, program that you guys have developed, and and also yes. stuff that you're going to be sharing when you do come to Australia. But let's delve into uh, a little bit about relationships because we do get asked a lot about that and it seems to be a hot topic and you guys are a great example of uh, mm-hmm. of two uh, very individual um centered beings that have got you you know you've got your you've got your journey you've got your path however it works really well together but you're still going you're still heading to the same mountain but you're just taking your own paths and it's just like uh, so i think you're a great example of um you know and obviously you probably share a lot of this uh in your in your bridge method um, but how you know many people do often go through the search of their ideal partner and then they think they find it and only when they do they realize they get there and they're like oh well actually it wasn't what i thought it was going to be it starts mm-hmm. off with good intentions they get the dopamine hit the oxytocin hits and then the addiction eases and then they settle back into this shock of finding oh okay it's not really who i thought it was and then they begin unloading their shadow self onto another onto their other person mm-hmm. and then as soon as it comes all undone they think oh but i hang on i thought this was my true love so what yeah. questions could we be asking ourselves in the quest for the ideal partner or does the very problem lay in the fact that we're actually seeking that we're always looking outward yeah yeah well i would say that's the first thing is in search of your ideal partner are you your ideal self Mm. because if you're not i think a lot of people are trying to find the one to fill the void and when they have a void they're they're looking at the external world Mm -hmm. to help satisfy that and if you're if you're looking out you're always going to be without Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing that we teach is, are you showing up as the person that you actually want to attract? Are you the person of integrity and trust and authenticity? Are you showing up with love and joy and commitment? Mm-hmm. Or are you showing up, you know, not that way and then expecting that of your partner? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. huge. It is. Happiness uh, for any reason, whether it's a quote unquote good reason or, a, you know, whatever, is, is still a trap. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, the key components that we talk about is that happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. It's, it's a byproduct that comes mm-hmm. from practicing an attitude of gratitude and, and really uh, dropping in and, and falling in love with the self. So, yeah, yeah. 100 yeah. And it's, an, and it's an always an evolving journey, isn't it? The, the love of self, isn't it? Because it's like suddenly you go, oh, hang on, I thought I dealt with this stuff before. And maybe yes. you're now dealing with it at a different level of consciousness. You know, yes. Just, yeah. Another thing to get about 
relationships as well that I think a lot of people are um, under a false illusion that it's supposed to be flowers in the park yes. and mm. awesome all the time. <laughs> and this is the greatest transformation work yeah. there is. We're yeah. always in a workshop with the two of us because mm -hmm. when, when you're in relation with somebody, you have the opportunity for someone to truly see who you are. As you said, the shadow self, everything's going to come up. And often when we attract our twin flame or we attract that person that's truly meant for our highest journey, mm -hmm. we're attracting somebody that's going to trigger all those parts of ourselves that we thought we dealt with but haven't truly yet. Yeah. And that's why they're here in our lives to really allow the full evolution of our soul, which is what we've experienced, which I think I would say has contributed to the the exponential growth of mm -hmm. everything that we've been up to because we have yep. exponentially grown as human beings mm. together For sure. and, but i mean in that growth period do you know sometimes i mean i've experienced where i've had partners that have triggered the shadow and both in myself and the other which is fine but i feel like there are um and i'm, I'm always open to doing that but sometimes there are ways that uh, healthy triggering and unhealthy triggering and then it becomes that they yes. then put their uh, their issues and, and then envelop yes. that onto you to then try and change who you are as a person. For sure. Mm. So one of the base levels, one of the, like the, the starting point for us is we both do our best to never have our fingers like that. Right. Yeah. It's always back here. Yeah. Like how am I creating this? Why am I triggered by this? Mm -hmm. How am I showing up and not communicating my feelings effectively yeah. versus right. you don't get me. You're doing this. You're making me feel bad. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Which, trust me, we both had a lot of practice in. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. and, and it's so much more empowering, isn't it, when you do? I mean, I've always been a student to myself and always turned it back to, okay, well, what am I learning here? What's the what's the lesson yeah. in this that I'm meant to I'm, I'm meant to be learning? Um, yeah. And that's often a very empowering thing because it becomes. It, I think that builds into that evolution of your soul to be like. Yeah, you know, I've got my own journey. This is what I'm doing, and and you start to build and manifest your ideal self as you. Yes. Um, and, and then I suppose a lot of that is about that facing of self, facing and accepting, uh, accepting oh. all those things. Yeah. Yeah, and it, the thing that's awesome about uh, being a conscious couple mm -hmm. um, is, you know. And whether it's conscious or not, that's just a word anyway. Yeah. We can add the definition to it or not. But um, the thing that makes it awesome mm. for me yeah. is is that stuff. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not um, despite the you know smashing up against each other. It's because of mm -hmm. that's what makes our relationship amazing. Is those mm -hmm. times when we bump up against each other, and I get to see who I still you know the the the, the stuff that's still in the attic that I haven't mm -hmm. dealt with. Mm -hmm. The work that still gets to be done. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 And that's the interesting thing about relationships that has been, I think, my biggest evolution within our relationship is I had this idea of if it's hard work, I don't want to deal with it. Like, it's too much. This should be easier. I just was like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. That was my past paradigm in relationships. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing that every time we do get confronted or triggered because of that radical responsibility I'm taking on myself, like Preston said, it's an automatic, whoa, this is something for me to look at. Mm -hmm. This is something that's going to deepen my relationship with not only myself, but mm -hmm. with my partner. And it's going to deepen his understanding of me. And I think 
a lot of people want the ideal relationship. They want, you know, their their soulmate, but they're not willing to really do the work on themselves first, yeah. and then show up responsibly and in a space of true commitment and integrity mm. with their partner. And and that's what it takes. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, with the the triggering and the triggerer. <laughs> um, so you know, is it is it a case of that it happens, and then you're you you're faced with this trigger? But then is it also for the triggerer to go, well, hang on, where did that come from in me? And do you both then, does it just, does it sort of dissipate the, the intensity of the confrontation where you both go, oh, okay, well, hang on, maybe I'm, where am I coming from when I'm saying this and why is this triggering me? And you, so you're both suddenly are training yourself to turn inwards no matter who triggers or who the triggerer is. Yes. That is so it. And, yeah. and a lot of people want to say, you know, a relationship is about 100%. You know, you each get 50%. It's like, no, relationship is 200%. You're two holes coming together and crossing over in this middle section and sharing that experience together. So absolutely, when there's a confrontation, it's going, how am I 100% responsible for this? And how am I 100% responsible for this? And then we come together and talk about why it was a trigger, why it showed up for me to trigger him or whatever. But it's that space of radical responsibility is really where everything begins and ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the slow, slow process of, you know, going from our first love to other relationships and we begin the process of slowly but surely shutting our hearts down with each little heartbreak that we have, you know, getting more cautious of who we let in and, you know, whilst this method is a, a perceivedly um, protecting our hearts, it's really building up a false sense of fear in us, you know, the fear to be hurt. And so how do we know when it's fear-driven or it's actually an instinctual act of the preservation of the soul? Mm. Hmm, that's a great question. For me, it would be, um, you know, everything comes back to our philosophy. Uh, I think it was Einstein that said the most, the biggest question you have to ask yourself is do you live in a friendly universe? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, you know, if you, if you adopt a philosophy that, that there are no mistakes mm -hmm. in the universe mm -hmm. and that everybody I encounter is a t teacher for me in some form or fashion, then I can't go wrong no matter what choice I make. So from that space, um, there's a freedom in that. Yeah. And, and I don't have to necessarily be so attached to making the right decision because they're always, mm. in all ways, the right decision. Yeah, there is no right or wrong, isn't there? It's just a label yeah. that we create. Yeah. Yes, but I do get from the, um, you know, uh, reptilian first level human part where you want to protect yourself. But yeah. those same walls that we build up to protect ourselves from, you know, bad people, et cetera, are the same ones that, that keep out love. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So keep out light, keep um, out connection, keep out joy. And we think it's protecting and it is to some extent. It's like a fortress around our heart. Mm -hmm. But yeah, nothing can get inside. Mm -hmm. So here's one of the awesome things about us and if she hadn't just done her hair so beautifully, I would totally tackle her. But the things <laughs> he tackles me. I tackle. I literally. I, I just, know. I, was, I know. <laughs> I was biting her leg like what twenty minutes yeah. ago. Um, we strive to be as childlike as possible. Yeah. That is so real talk. Yeah. And 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 there's a wisdom that we all had, and that you know gets conditioned out of us. And and for me and for Alexi, it's about moving back to that wisdom. Yeah. Where. Yeah. Children, you know, get hurt all the time and then they're over it yeah. within 20, 30 minutes. As and adults, we like carry it, we pack it, we bring it with us, yeah. we show up to the next person with all this stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're like, hey, what's up? I'm available. Want a date? And yeah. like, we've got all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. 
not really available if we're holding on to our past. Yeah, mm. and the childlike thing is fantastic. I mean, I spoke a lot about that with Barnett Bain when I was interviewing him and, you know, the childlike wonder, um, which he's, yes. a, he's a great philosopher for. And, um, you know, I mean, I was, I was sort of saying to him as well that I, I, I'm doing that journey. I pick a, year, a word every year and this year's adventure and living my life in a childlike wonder and just yeah. taking every turn like it's, an ex, like it's an adventure. And it totally changes the paradigm, the energy, the frequency, the, the, the things that we attract in, in our lives. And so applying that, I'm sure, in, you know, in a, in a relationship when you've both got a conscious couple, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, life is just way more fun when you're having fun. Yeah, I think a lot of us take it so seriously, and especially in our world in personal development and transformation, people are like, you know, I'm taking my life on, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and it's they're processing everything, and, and yes, there's a space for that, yeah. but if transformation's not fun, it's not worth doing, because mm -hmm. you don't want to transform into someone who's always in their head, always processing, yeah. and always going... Well, how did I cause this? What did I do? Yeah, There's a way to do it with like a surrender and allowance and acceptance and a smile on your face yeah. to really enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes going through that process, like you kind of, we go through this elevation of, um, or this journey of finding out, you know, being consciously aware, thinking a lot about it, processing things and developing and uncovering the world of, you know, the layers of the rabbit hole. And then yes. we get down there and then we all of a sudden realise, well, actually the whole purpose of this is actually just to let it all go and let it be what yeah. it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, that was like exhausting. I wish someone told me at the beginning. <laughs> but that's I'd be like, man, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's that it simple. <laughs> Right, I know, sure. but I think, but I think it's the process of that journey that we have to go through in order to get to that surrender point. Um, That's it. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you believe in relationships that people can change? You know, can they change in a relationship, and or is it best that you change you first in the hope that um, a partner follows by example? Because obviously, trying to change someone else isn't isn't a um, you know isn't a healthy approach in a relationship. So, do you think that you know? Because I think as partners, we do we go through this evolution our own individual soul's evolution and sometimes we you know we one of us go up another level of vibrational learning and the other one slowly starts to fall behind but you can't obviously impose that on to the other person um it's sort of like well natural evolution i suppose if it's going to go wherever it goes it's, it's exactly where it needs to be but do you think that in relationships people can change yes but here's like the a thing that even have a conversation about before we even get into that mm -hmm. and that is um, going into a relationship believing or thinking that your partner is supposed to be everything mm -hmm. so um, you know some people we coach have come to us with this with, with issues like this and the, the conversation is all I, for me it's always comes back to like well why do they have to be you know yeah. A, B, yeah. C, D and G right. like um, you know why can't you appreciate and accept the gifts that they bring? It may not be the same gifts that you bring to that relationship, mm -hmm. which could be really important to you at that time, but there's a ton of other things that that human being has that you fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And it's about what we focus on, we get more of, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so yes. Yeah. And I would say that human beings are constantly evolving. Yeah. And it's yeah. about never pushing your views on the other person, always welcoming them in mm. and saying, hey, come play over here, come check out what I'm into. But again, not being attached to them having to be a part of it is a huge thing. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're a whole individual, it's kind of like, well, this is my thing 
and I'm going to like it with or without you. Mm -hmm. If you're there, great. We can share in that. If not, cool. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. 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 People are, yes. Like the blunt answer is yes. People are entitled to change. Uh, We do believe that a zebra can change its stripes. Um, And, you know, but that has to be, well, well, here's the deal. Also, a part of our philosophy is that, you know, change is inevitable. Right. But Mm. growth, growth is optional. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing that you want to choose, you want to choose a partner that is committed to their growth because change is going to happen no matter what. One of the reasons why this works so well is because with or without me, Alexi is committed to her growth, to being the best version of herself. Mm. And the same for me. And because we're both so committed to being the best versions of ourselves, when we come together, it just exponentially raises that thing to a whole other level. Yeah. We're like yeah. uh, conscious workout partners. <laughs> yes. I love it. And make out. And make out sometimes. And stretch and evolve. <laughs> now, talking about, you mentioned before twin flames, and you know, the, do you believe that there is um, a soulmate out there, you know, personally for everyone, or what is your opinion between the difference of a soulmate versus a twin flame? I believe that people have multiple soulmates in life um, because I believe every experience and every circumstance is perfect for your soul's evolution at that particular time. Mm, So I've had soulmates in my past that I felt like came into my life at that time, met me on my particular level of consciousness, I met them on their level of consciousness and we grew to the point Mm, where we were no longer necessary for each other anymore. Now we're still friends but we're not in relationship. But that was definitely something my soul needed to grow and evolve. Um, Twin flames it's a whole other beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it is. And yes, um, I, both. I believe in both. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, there are no limits to, to the knower, to divine intelligence. So, um, and we, with our, you know, you finders, <laughs> as big as we think they are, we don't know crap, jack crap about what's even happening in the body or the ocean, let alone what's possible. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so for, for me, yes, it's, it's for sure a yes. And I'm, you know, stay, sitting in one right now. <laughs> so, and if, if something works, what's the phrase? If it works anywhere, it works everywhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? So if, if you perceive that Alexi and I or somebody, anybody, is, has met their twin flame, then that means it's possible for you Perfect. and everybody exactly. else on the planet. That's right. Um, I also have the same belief, you know, everybody's a, a soulmate and um, whether that happens in this lifetime or not, mm. you know, yeah. I'm not attached yeah. to it. And, and we all get to understand that no matter when or where or how long you get to play with your soulmate, we all leave this world by ourselves. Yes. We come in by ourselves and we leave by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. This is, it's a team sport and it's also an individual sport all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So true. true. That's why that whole piece is so important too because then you're not, you know, relying on this person to be your world because right. eventually right. when one of us does leave the planet, it will be devastating and sad, but it's not going to crush everything mm. because yeah. we're our own everything first. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. <laughs> 
Now, with with wish lists, I've seen a few people, you know, people do up wish lists for partners and, you know, should we be doing something like that or leave it up to the universe, you know, like should we be really particular about what we are intending for our conscious twin flame um, or are we limiting ourselves by having such a defined (laughs) list of what we're looking for? I would say, and I'm speaking from... A, the point of view of someone who's made the list, yeah. and B, the point of view from girlfriends. I've got so many girlfriends who have the list on their fridge. Yeah. So, I have one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to speak to this in two ways. I did the okay. whole I've got a friend one thing, you know. It's yes. a friend who's got a wish list. You know, it's not me. It's, me. it's, totally, <laughs> it's totally not me. <laughs> it's totally me. <laughs> so from someone who's done the wish list, I've done it from the sense of my ego, yeah. which is more of the physical stuff, what they do, um, you know, what their job looks like, how much they make, where they live, ego, 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 ego. Yeah. Now, if I'm being specific about ego, I'm not being specific about values yeah. and characteristics and those really important things. That's it. Yeah. So... That list didn't get me very far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I really dialed down and got clear on the values that the person I wanted to be with had, yeah. I attracted that exact person. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, needs to have fun. I honestly didn't have what this person looked like. Yeah. I had no idea what this person would look like at all. Because and she that- got a beautiful chocolate, brother. <laughs> who are so and guy friends who are so attached to what it looks like or oh you know we've got a friend they've got to be from another country and it's like wow you are limiting yourself Mm. you know that's that's the ego speaking going i need this to look a certain way to validate something about me yeah but when we go i want these values to be in communion with my values the universe can go oh great great i'm gonna put this person in this person in and this person in who has that, and then mm. you can decide what that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. Yeah, definitely the values The values list is what I've got. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're on the right. Uh, so from a, from a male perspective, um, I never had a list. Um, I don't know many dudes who have lists. Um, I'm, I'm sure it happens, but not, not as much as, you know, maybe it does from females. Um, I found it more important to just be the dopest version of me mm-hmm. um, and and you know as we date and hang out and meet people we we do I mean it's it's, it's the thing of choose but don't want yeah. you know yeah. and and you know as I when I put myself back out there to start dating again after I did the celibacy and all of that stuff and I started dating I was I was dating from a different space at that point mm-hmm. and I fell in love with me so much and I had worked on me so much mm-hmm. that um, you know, it, it. I would see things and experience things, and I would go, "Huh, yeah, no, no." Mm-hmm. Or I, I love that particular thing, mm. and you know, wouldn't it be awesome? Mm. But I'm not attached either way because yeah. you know, as soon as we get specific, we get in the way. That's it. To me, yeah. you know. But or and I want to add to that. Yes. If your list is, and this goes back to what we said in the beginning. If you look at that list and you can say, I'm everything on that list, mm-hmm. then you're doing exactly what he just said. Yep. Yep. The dopest version of me, which includes the value of fun, of yep. integrity, of this, of yep. that. Yeah. And 
then you, if you're your list, you're yeah. just going to keep attracting oh, that's more. What, of that's what my, friend, what my friend said when I when I read it out. She's like, that's totally you. <laughs> it's just a male version <laughs> like, of you. Oh. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's it. If, yeah. if you're being your the highest version of yourself and that's yeah. what you're calling in, yeah. you're only going to keep attracting what's happening underneath the surface. So a lot of people don't like what they're attracting in their life and I always say that's a symptom of what's going on underneath. You might be doing your gratitudes in the morning, you might be meditating every day, you might be like super spiritual and amazing and have great conversations, but if under the surface you're hating on yourself and judging yourself and criticizing, you're going to attract a mirror for that in your life. Yeah. So, so I first say look at what you're already attracting and if you're not liking it, then it's a sign that you've got it. You've got some work to do, and it's a beautiful thing. It's when you get to know yourself better and fall deeper in love with yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I totally resonate with the journey of like at the moment. I've done a year's celibacy and done the whole sort of journey of that of self as well, and it's been beautiful. And I'm actually considering doing another year. <laughs> I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it so much. But you know, I'm not. Gonna yes. get, I'm not going to be as strict. My friends are like Tanil, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you've been really productive. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, I've done plenty. <laughs> But it's been a real beautiful, you know, that's that journey of, of self yeah. it really does change. Here's the awesome, yeah. An, another awesome thing about that um, is you can only get so far solo, mm. you know. Mm. And and I, you know, I did quite a bit of work, quite a bit. I was in every workshop I could. I was reading everything I could, and I was diving deep. And I'm sure you are as well. Mm. But the yeah. stuff that's coming up that comes up in relationship, yeah. I could have never found that without her triggering it or, yes. you know, calling it forward. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because whether it's a, a best friend, a mother or whatever, we're always in relation. And when it becomes romantic, oh, yeah. we, Game changer. yeah, like I'm, I've been more vulnerable with her than anyone on the planet. Yeah. And yeah. because of that, because my walls are so down and it's like, it's just on, um, I get to see myself in so many ways and it's so beautiful and that's another reason why everything is, you know, exponentially taking off because we're we're constantly, you know, yeah. in, in that practice. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And so do you think it's necessary for us to conform to society's understanding of what a relationship should be? Or should people define relationships with their own rules? For example, you know, you see couples that get along better living in separate houses. You know, um, you know, are we are we stuck in this doctrine of what we think relationships should be, and not even really questioning that there could be another way? Yeah, I think I think anything that you think should be anyway is normally society's little imprint on your mind going, mm. "Hey, you should do it this way. You should work this way. You should relationship this way. You should marriage this way." Yeah. And who is who are they to decide what works for me personally or Preston personally or you? You know, we've got to be courageous and brave enough to mm. break out of those chains chains that society's put on us and say, what do I want? Mm. What about me? What what makes me happy? What makes my heart smile? What what feels like freedom to me? Because that's the other thing with love and relationships in particular. A lot of people are like, oh well, I don't want to lose my freedom. When you're in a relationship that works, yeah. it's a kind of freedom that you've never experienced mm -hmm. before. Yeah. But some people have that old paradigm of it means the ball and chain, and they're it means right. you yeah. hate each other, and you argue every night, and <laughs> this person goes out and this person doesn't. And like, 
whose idea was that? That was like 70 sitcoms that started that. <laughs> so we, we do get to define what works and what works for us may not work for, you know, 90 million other people, but it works for us. Yeah. yeah. We all, we all came here with our individualized curriculums and, um, the sooner we understand that, the sooner we get to create, you know, a, a syllabus that works for us at that time. You know, one of the beautiful things and one of the things I admire the most about couples who have, you know, been in this thing for a while is when they, when they, when, I'm using football terms here, when they call an audible, meaning, you know, they started out going like this and they were like, oh, th you know what? Yes, that's what we chose for 10 years. But now at 11 years, let's let's go this way, and they just switch the game up. Like to me, that's that's the genius. Mm -hmm. It's not being stuck in any one yeah. way because yeah. humans are always growing, yeah. and like and we need it to yeah. feel alive. We we need to feel alive, and mm -hmm. like we're always evolving. And yeah. if we're stagnant yeah. in any area of our life, whether it's career, relationship, money, whatever, we just feel dead. And that's why everyone's on antidepressants, and mm. you know. And I mean the divorce rate's like fifty percent or something. So why, why do you think? Why do you? What do you think is, in your personal opinion, would be you know causing? Or what are we doing wrong to be getting like a you know fifty percent divorce mm. rate? I think a lot of people are filling a void. I think when they marry, they're filling a void, and then they realize at some point that person can't meet their expectations of filling their void, and the other person realizes the same thing, and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, and um, I think that the, the the global mind, the internet, has um, created an awareness about what else is out there. Mm -hmm. and it, it's twofold. Some of it is, you know, um, not as effective because it then becomes about finding greener pastures everywhere. Because there's so many choices on Tinder and everything else right. that you can just click, <laughs> just click, click, click. It's that and also um, I believe that the way that our society was set up in the industrial age and how um, mm -hmm. that lie no longer can can stand. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, it can't no, hold us. It, it can't hold, and and because people are aware that that was a lie, that that was someone else's truth, that they swallowed someone else's truth. I did. Yeah. I talked about this today in an interview about how I have a master's degree because I didn't want to feel like a dummy. Mm -hmm. So I went through all of everything society said I was supposed to do. I did it mm. because that if I didn't do it, then I was a loser. And, you know, I, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And people do the same thing when it comes to relationships. They yeah. do the same thing when it comes to aging. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm 35 now. I should be, you know, dressing like this and looking like this. And I should have a car. And, and it's like all of these things are crashing one by one. Yeah. Marriage is, the way marriage has been done yeah. is crashing. Yeah. And it's a beautiful opportunity for a new paradigm to be written. Mm -hmm. And I think at that age where... Like you said, we can start writing our own paradigm as individuals and as couples for what that looks like. And I, I feel like there's going to be more of an openness and acceptance for that. Yeah. Which yeah. is what's needed. For sure. Yeah. yeah. My, a, a friend of mine, um, and this is actually a friend of mine, not me. <laughs> a friend of mine <laughs> yeah, right. has, has a theory that um, we sit in a family system. I was having a chat to her last night and she said, you know, she goes through, she's got this huge success rate with, 
um, relationships and couples. And she says she's been doing it all her life. And she said what she calls it couple space. And she reckons mm. she's got like an 80 to 90% success rate that she can look at them and tell whether or not they're actually going to be compatible in the future. And she's had a huge success rate with it. So do we, like we talked about mirrors before, but, you know, do we attract the mirrors of ourselves? So, and the people that we attract pattern into us because the, our mirror is something that they feel safe in, they feel familiar with. And it's in that family system, you know, we tend to attract uh, family systems. Yeah. I would say yes, yes and no. I, I think a lot of people also attract their opposite mm -hmm. and they yeah. realize yeah. that that person's going to be a trigger until they get past that dopamine phase of three to six months. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh my gosh, what's all this coming up? Mm -hmm. And they had no idea. You know, for instance, I was sharing with him, my two ex-boyfriends before him were polar opposites. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. one was heavy heavy in his feminine side which annoyed me by the time we broke up mm, that the next yeah. person i dated was heavy in his masculine side yeah. now i've got somebody in the middle which is great but you know i dated two polar opposites mm. with two yeah. totally different set of triggers for me to work through which is great because i needed both of those sets to get yeah. here yeah. <laughs> yep i, I agree I, I believe that um People attract, even though they say with their mouths that they want a certain thing, yeah. that what's happening under all of that is the fear is is actually attracting. Yeah. You know, it's like a beacon finding. So if you're, you know, uh, let's take a woman, for example, who doesn't want uh, another guy to cheat and leave her, hmm. right? Um, because that's what her dad did or her grandpa or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And from that point, she's constantly you know let this be the one let him not be this let him I need to trust him uh, yeah and then she's attracting from that space yeah. you know because yeah. the universe god doesn't speak english it speaks frequency so it's, right. it's catching the frequency and mm. and giving her exactly what she's putting all her energy into mm -hmm. so um from that same point yeah um mm. we attract uh, who we are mm. period yes. we need to work through that's underneath the surface yeah and a lot of people um don't know how to remove their own mask, yeah. let alone yeah. to see through someone else's. So, mm. you know, that takes some serious discernment yeah. for yourself yeah. and then to look at someone else and go, huh, are you being authentic? Mm. Like, who, really who you are? Do you have the, the show face on because you want, you know, you want to get in my pants? Because <laughs> like, we can, we can clear that up and you can just tell me you want to get in my pants and I can mm. make that choice. Or... You know, we can both take off our mask and be us authentically and fully yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And that, for me, that was the best thing that happened to me after that six-month break. Because I came back and I was like, I'm, I'm whatever it is, mm -hmm. I'm going to be me. Yeah. In videos, and like anything, I'm going to show up as me. Yeah. And if they don't yeah. like it, all good. Yeah, you know? yeah. not my person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. And do you think, and do you think we're meant to make for life? Do you think, is that, is that a doctrine that we have in society or are we actually wired to make for life? I don't think anything, I don't think anything is absolute. Yeah, mm. I, I would say the same thing. I think we're both in the agreement of, we're both a stand for the commitment yep. for a lifelong partnership. Um, we know what that's going to take of us and require of us. We also get that everything's always evolving and we also get the reason why this works again is because we're a constant commitment to our personal growth. Yeah. I think yeah. that is the deciding factor that has us both go, yeah, I can commit to that because that person's committed to themselves. Mm. Now, yeah. if somebody dropped their commitment to themselves, would we just exit and be like, peace, I'm out? No, it'd be a, a, a work in progress. But that's that radical responsibility piece. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You know, there are yeah. certain mammals that do mate for life. Are we supposed to? I'm not sure. Hmm. But I do think the way we've been doing it is all wrong because, again, we're going from a place of scarcity going, I need you to complete me. Yeah. Let me hold yeah. on to you. Let's do this together. Hmm. I'm scared yeah. to lose someone. I'm scared to lose someone. Well, let's not lose each other. And, mm -hmm. and you go through life from the scarcity mindset. And, of course, things aren't going to work out because you were never whole in the first place. So I think if we could all fully step into our own consciousness and be responsible for that, clean up our consciousness, then, you know, then we could start having some successful relationships. Yeah. Love it. So let's talk about your amazing bridge method, where it started, how it all came about. Um, share it with people. What are you bringing to Australia? <laughs> yeah. So we're bringing, we're, we're bringing the bridge experience, um, which is the live version of the bridge method. Yeah. And that's a two-day uh, action-packed workshop that will blow people's minds and hearts away. Mm. Yeah, we've basically been traveling the world doing this work. And it's incredible because Preston and I have both been on such a committed journey of the self for the last decade in our lives. So combined 20 years of experience. And we felt this overwhelming responsibility to share what we've been learning and mm -hmm. to do it in a way that it's never been done before. So mm -hmm. we didn't want to take the traditional transformation models and the ontology of language and psychology and all these amazing distinctions where you can really get ahead with yourself and in life. Mm -hmm. We wanted to, to make it fun, to make it inspiring, to make it feel good mm -hmm. so that people actually look forward to their growth and take it on with a level of excitement that they've never felt. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And how can yes. people find out more? I'm gonna put it in the So they can go to bridgeexperience.com yeah. and we're actually gonna be all over. So yeah. I believe January twenty-third and twenty-fourth is New Zealand, and that from that point every Saturday and Sunday is Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Mm -hmm. So we are about yeah. to see all of us. Which <laughs> are Fantastic. Because last time you guys came to Brizzy, was it? Brisbane? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. cans. And, and cans. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did a bit of experience. And Byron. And Byron. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yes. it'll be great to see you over here, and I'll include all the links for everybody so they know how to um, get hold of you and be able to join you on the two-day experience. So I will definitely be seeing you guys there. And um, yeah, thank you so much for making the time to have a bit of a chat with us and delving into the world of relationships, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will uh, enjoy um, enjoy watching. So yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Beautiful. <laughs> of course, thank you. Thank you. To you.